Nicole, congrats on Bandera. Thank you. It was um, super exciting for me. Yeah, I bet. Like you guys are, you and Zach are now back in Texas. So that's pretty cool. And you win a golden ticket at Bandera in Texas. So that's, that's rad. Yes, definitely. It definitely was special. And um, so I have been doing ultra running for about 10 years now. And the I, I started running in Texas. So I was based in Dallas, Texas, when I first started um, doing the ultra trail running. So um, some of my first races were with the Tejas trails. And in the last kind of hundred meters of the race, I actually ran into Joe Persitas, who was the former race director. And we stopped and gave him a hug. He was going back out for his second loop. So it kind of came full circle for me um, during Bandera. So that was, that was pretty special. Oh, that's super cool. It's this makes it such yeah. a good experience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But nice. Like you and Zach just moved or he's kind of celebrated your one year anniversary of moving back to Texas, right? Yeah. So um we moved here right around this almost exactly a year ago. To your point, I think we moved on January twelfth. Um, so I think it was a year ago when we arrived in uh back in Texas and left Phoenix. So um it's it's been great. It's gone by really quickly. Just can't believe we've been here a year already. Yeah, I bet. And did you live there what like a few years ago now? And then had Zach ever lived there before, or is that all brand no. new? No. Yeah. So this is Zach's first time as a Texas resident, but I actually um moved to Texas all the way back in two thousand. 2005, when I started law school, I went to Baylor um, in in Waco. And um, so then I had lived in Texas until 2017, when I met Zach and moved to um, Sacramento for about four months. And then we moved to Phoenix for um, four years, and then now back in Texas. So nice. It's like going home. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, so before we jump into Bandera too much, um, let's talk about your little little journey, I guess, to to get to Western States, which will be a few months from now. But you ran Javelina in October down here in Arizona. Yeah. So um, and and that was, you know, I felt great during um, Javelina. I was proud um, of my race there. And so I felt like I was pretty fit at that point. Um, so figured it might be beneficial to give another golden ticket race a shot. And so that was kind of the rationale for going into Bandera. Um, I just happened to be signed up to run UTCT in in Cape Town. Um, That was a month after Javelina. And unfortunately, I sprained my ankle. But maybe that was fate that then I recovered very quickly and you know, if I would have had another race in my legs, who knows if I would have been able to to pull off Bandera. Yeah, let's talk about, about that a little bit more because I actually totally spaced that. Like, I remember seeing it all on social and stuff, and I felt super bad for you because you made that trip all the way to South Africa, which is a long flight and just travel day or days, and then you didn't even get to race. So yeah, was well, that don't a little disappointing? Feel, it was. Don't feel too bad for me. I mean, I was able <laughs> to enjoy my time and the race, um, the the race environment was super cool. So it was fun to watch the team out there and be part of UTCT. Um, and I was able to do a safari, which has been like a bucket list for me for, um, kind of my whole life, but yeah, I mean, it was super, um, unfortunate to fly out there. And then I think the first day I was running with Hillary Allen and I 
I sprained my ankle. So she kindly walked back with me <laughs> and, um, you know, hobbled to the, to the car. But at that point, it was one of those moments where um, I wanted to jump into the room, basically said, yeah, you're not running like your ankle's pretty bad. But um, I only was off running for about 10 days. It looked pretty bad, but it actually healed very quickly. So it was one of those blessings in the in disguise where, um, you know, I shut it down for a bit and rested, but I don't think I ever really got too badly out of shape. Um, nice. So that was a win. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Because like, like Havelina, always a hundred miles in the, it's pretty warm. So like that's yeah. a, a long race that takes a lot out of you. And then Cape Town would have probably I don't know. It would have it hurt a lot too. It would have been yeah. a long day. Yeah. Totally. And with all that travel, especially, and then going to Bandera essentially like what, like a month or so after that, that could have been yeah, pretty brutal on your body, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't sure I was necessarily going to run Bandera. That was just like one of those maybes, you know, jump in and see how I do. It's only about two and a half hours from our house. So that makes it uber tempting because, you know, it's it's not uh, a far distance away, but yeah, I, I truly don't know. And I'm, I mean, I'm really not a spring chicken at this point, right? I'm 40. So I wasn't sure if I was going to run Bandera coming off of UTCT. So yeah, again, I, I think it probably is fate, right? That it just worked out so well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool. It all kind of came together because like personally, I know it can be a little like disappointing when a race, especially something like Cape Town doesn't go as planned. You don't even get to start. But then yeah. kind of getting redemption and getting the golden ticket at Bandera, like that kind of, I don't know, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. No, it it really was kind of a highlight for me of um, kind of like my my running memories. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So let's talk about Bandera then, because so you said you kind of jumped in last minute. Um, it was kind of a, a pretty competitive race, especially in the women's field. And like you had Amanda there, which is like, she's great and she's fast and she ran a really yeah. solid race as well. And like a lot of other women, Courtney was there on uh, DeWalter and she's, she's always legit. So let's kind of walk through Bandera and um, let's talk about that. Like, how'd you feel at the start line going into it? Yeah, well, you know, it was one of those races where I figured, what do I have to lose, right? I wasn't sure about my fitness. I mean, I fortunately, um, my husband, Zach was, um, telling me you're fit, you're, you're ready to go. But I, you know, I had some doubts. I hadn't done kind of a, a more formal buildup like I typically would, right. I had been injured. Um, that being said, I did do a couple of workouts, um, during the Christmas holidays that made me feel quite confident. And then what was also beneficial was it was right it was right after the holidays. So I did have some time off from work, which is always nice because for me, sometimes it's like that stress of just going from one stressful event to the other that I feel like sometimes is a challenge with races. So I think just having a bit of downtime in the weeks leading up was nice and helped me kind of be relaxed going into the race. But yeah, like in terms of the women's field, it was solid. I, I, you know, the reality is for golden ticket races now though, it, it, they're just also competitive. I mean, it's hard to show up to one that's not, I, I think 
it felt a little nice that it wasn't Javelina because I think Javelina was even more competitive. Like I look at that starting list and I think the women's, the women's list there was even more remarkable. Right. But I mean, certainly at Bandera having Courtney, who's the goat, right. I mean, you, you don't get anybody that's more remarkable than Courtney and then Amanda. So, so talented. And then there were just a ton of other women that I knew would, be out there that would be strong. Um, so no, I, I definitely knew it was going to be a challenging day. And that's kind of where I also figured it would be beneficial just to do my own thing and not get caught up in trying to go out with the, the leaders because I kind of assumed they'd start coming back to me at some point. I I did not assume that I would get second by any means, but I thought that there would be some carnage, especially with the temperatures, the way they were and just how it got warm and the humidity. And that course is brutal. Like it definitely eats you up the second loop. So you have to be careful. Um, and so I knew that going into it, I'd run that race. I, I got a golden ticket there in 2015 when I got second and then I was third in 2017. So I had some experience on that course, right? Um, and so I definitely wanted to run smart. Yeah, let's talk about the weather a little bit because it was funny because I was checking the weather on Friday and it was like, okay, hey, it's going to dump rain all day, blah, 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 blah. And then, but then it was sunny though. And when I went to sleep that yeah. night and then I woke up and I'm like, oh, it is actually like, it's drizzly. It wasn't raining necessarily, but it yeah. was like drizzly or sprinkling for like hours and hours and hours. And that caused the course to get pretty wet and damp, which was muddy. And then I'm assuming the rocks are a little technical as well, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to be careful on those rocks because they are slippery when they get wet. Luckily, it was not too muddy. I've run that course when it was like your shoes get caked with that mud and it sticks and you feel like you're running with bricks on your shoes, right? With the mud. It wasn't to that level, thankfully. It definitely, the, the mud was sticking, but not to that same extent. So um, it definitely was misting. And then I think what made it even more challenging is when that sun came out in the afternoon and it got hot because it was kind of sneaky, warm um, and humid. Yeah, because it wasn't like like Havelina hot by any means, but it no. was a lot more humid. And then it, it just felt warm for some reason. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Yeah, it's that Texas, it's that Texas weather, right? You've got to be careful and just make sure you're drinking a lot of fluid and staying cool. Um, I hadn't been, you know, really doing a ton of topical cooling, but at one aid station, Zach dumped a ton of water on me and it definitely helped. So I probably should have been doing more of that during the second half of the race. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch the everyone's cooling strategies because I think everybody was already damp, at least from the first lap, because it just drizzled the whole time. But then everyone kind mm -hmm. of just ran wet the entire day. Like Courtney was soaked the whole time. Amanda was soaked the whole time. And you could just see it on everybody. Like, it wasn't like, okay, here's a light mist yeah. of water. It's like full on soaked the whole time. Yeah. It, yeah. I think that water, you just kind of, it, it stayed around because it had been so wet that morning for sure. Um, yeah. I was happy to, to um, be finished with that race and change clothes. Let's put it that way. I can imagine, like when I, not so much with like you and Amanda and some of the other girls, but like with Courtney wearing her longer shorts, I could, oh, yeah. I could when I was running behind her, I could just hear like the, I don't know, the movement of her shorts and everything, and I was like, oh, oh that sounds really painful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, 
we actually drove home that night and we stopped at a gas station. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I definitely did a quick change because I just was like, I need to put on different clothes. Oh man. Yeah. I, sweating all day. And then does the dampness for hours and hours and hours. Um, I'm sure your feet were, were pretty damp, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So how'd you feel then going in or finishing that first lap? Cause it's 50 K. So it's two laps to get to hundred K. So two fifty K laps. And I don't know, a lot of the women went out pretty hard from what I had, I had seen. Um, you were like pretty calm and collected the whole time I saw you. So what was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, I mean, during all those types of races, I'm just thinking to myself, stay patient, stay calm, because I knew um, Zach caught me after the third aid station and just was on the side and, and said that the women's field had gone out ahead of course record pace, like a, uh, I think ahead of the men's course record pace. <laughs> so he said, you really need to like stay patient and calm down. So that really helped me just tone it back a, a gear just to stay focused because I continued to have women pass me, you know, at points that were clearly close, which was totally fine. But I just wanted to make sure I was running my race and not thinking about the other people around me. Right. Because at the end of the day, I just wanted to go into the second loop feeling like I had something to give. And so when I finished the, the first loop, I felt surprisingly good. I mean, I felt like, okay, I can do another loop at a good pace. And I also knew I had Zach coming in to run with me. So I figured I, I, I felt good, um, surprisingly good at that point. Yeah. What did you do the first lap in time-wise? I think I want to say it was like 442. Okay. So my loops were, are, were fairly consistent. Um, you know, they weren't too far off, which is good. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. I think that shows your experience too. Like one, knowing the course and how it works, but then two, just all the hundreds and hundred Ks you have under your belt at this point. Yeah. The second loop, admittedly, like the last seven miles, my calves started to kind of seize towards the end and we kind of just didn't push quite as hard because I felt like, you know, we were in a pretty good spot. Um, but that being said, I, you know, I could have, I'm sure, you know, given it my all and kind of killed myself to run it in quicker. But I, I felt like for the most part, I, I felt pretty strong the whole day. Nice. Let's talk about the second loop then um, in total, because you came in and then um, Zach picked you up to pace. So what was that like seeing Zach and then running that last 50 K with him? Yeah, so it was really great. And um, what was so surprising is the fact that Zach was there. So he was supposed to be in California running a 50 mile race on Saturday as well. But due to the weather, his flight got canceled and he had an event that he was supposed to go to on the Friday before. So it just worked out that um, on Thursday night, I found that he was going to be there and he was able to pace. So that was kind of like a huge surprise. So having that additional energy and having him run with me was definitely a win. I think um, I was so thankful that he was out there. Yeah, I, I can imagine, especially in a, a golden ticket race, right? And I think it's yeah. just like another funny thing how, how everything just kind of played into your favor that like these unideal yeah. circumstances came into play and like made this like a great race for you. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's just like when whenever things come full circle like this, you're kind of just are like, wow, I mean, 
you just know, like you were blessed that day. Like, I just feel like I had so many little things that came together to your point. Um, but having him there made it definitely more of a fun experience. Um, I always worry when he's running on that course with me because he's had some ankle issues. So the whole time I was like, please don't let him fall. Like, please let him stay upright. And I didn't fall at all that day, but he, he only fell once and luckily his ankle, um, you know, was strong. I'm never worried that I'm going to drop Zach. Um, but I just wanted to make sure he stayed healthy. It was pretty funny just thinking about the technicality because he had mentioned something about like, like, I hope I can keep up with Nicole because she's way better on technical terrain than I am. And I just thought it was funny. Yeah, no, I, I just always like worry about him. You know, it's like, as the yeah. wife, you're like, don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mom mentality, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the second lap then, cause you came into the, the halfway, like what, like fifth or sixth place female? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. I was like fifth or sixth. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I th I think that's right. And I saw the two women ahead of me. Um, so I knew they weren't too far ahead. Um, so then I just kind of started. I, I must have been fifth. I think. Maybe. I should know this, but, um, then it just kind of was like, okay, now I just need to kind of start, um, working my way up. And it was, we passed the next girl, um, within the first aid station. Um, and then we did not realize that, I guess it was at that point, the girl that was in second place, I think we passed her right after the second aid station. And she, poor thing was really struggling. I think she had um, her calves had really seized up and she just, you know, was walking. So I think we were pretty surprised when we passed her because I, I think she was quite a ways up at some point. So, um, yeah, at that point, then I knew we had about 20 miles left. And so Zach was like, OK, we're in second. Um, let's this time. Let's this time get it done. Um so we kind of were like, we've, we've just got to hang tight for another 20 miles. Um, and that's always scary, right? Because I knew that there were so many good women in the field um, that, you know, we really did have to keep up the tempo and keep chugging along. Yeah. And 20 miles, like, it's not like it's, I don't know, the last two miles of a race and you have a 20 minute lead or something. Yeah. Like 20 miles is a third of that race. And so yeah. Was that like in the back of your head the entire time? Like, okay, we got to run strong or were you just kind of cruising at that point, knowing that you can do what you can do? No, I start to get anxiety because you just always are like second guessing. Like I felt good, but I just always get nervous about, um, you know, who's coming, you know, I, I don't know. That's just my mentality, but I did feel really good. And so we just kind of kept trying to stay focused on moving forward. Yeah. It was funny, like, well, not funny, but it was interesting because we were all at the finish line, like, waiting for you. And, like, Courtney came in and I'm like, okay, like, where is, where is second, third, and, and whatever place? And, like, there's no cell service out there. And so yeah. everyone's trying to, like, get on because Jamil's live streaming from Air Vipa. So everyone's, like, on his Starlink trying to, like, check updates. And, and we're trying to figure out where you were and, like, where Amanda was and, like, the second and third place girl because we didn't yeah. know at that point that you had moved up so far. And then I think you were leaving, um, was it Yaya? Is that the last aid station? Yeah. 
and there's some like Jamil's holding his laptop and there's just some like really pixelated video of you leaving that aid station and we're like oh I think that's Nicole because we could tell from your your uh, pink yeah. altar shirt and everyone just like erupted we're just like all super stoked for you because because um, it was kind of like okay Nicole's running her race she's in like fifth place or whatever and then suddenly you're in second place getting a golden ticket potentially and like that was just pretty wild to see even on a pixelated yeah. slow down video <laughs> No, thanks. No, it was so, it was like one of those days that you just have to be grateful, right? That it all played out in my favor. Like some days you have, it's like running such a hard sport because there are just some days that are so, you know, so, so high and there's others that are so low. So when you have those highs, it always just feels so good that, that it worked out. Yeah, for sure. And then what was it like then coming down the last couple of miles? Because it's a pretty technical downhill, right? To the finish. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, at that point I was pretty tired. I mean, my calves were really tired, but we were, we were still running pretty strong. I don't, I think at that point we kind of had a good sense that we had a pretty decent lead. Um, but, you know, we knew it wasn't like super huge. So we were just, Zach just had me trying to maintain and run hard um, to the finish. And I, um, we happened to see our friends, Kareth and Lottie and Kareth, who ended up getting third, had just an amazing day. Um, and she was running so strong her and Lottie, her pacer, um, running, um, and going in, there were a couple of miles behind at that point. So, um, we were just cheering for them and that was pretty cool. So, oh, it just felt like a good last um, finish to the aid station and then um, running into Joe just brought it full circle right so we stopped and gave him a hug <laughs> and um, that was nice but yeah it was more kind of like a celebration to finish I probably should have been more focused on time but I was kind of more just excited to have a good run out there yeah it kind of seems like in the end like that's way more important too because you've been to states plenty of times you've gotten golden yeah. tickets but like just having a solid race and enjoying it people that you care about and people that care about you is yeah. kind of number one right mm -hmm. I mean I, it just feels like I've been through this rodeo a bunch of times and like when I stop back in and it's like okay I might as well do it right now because you know I'm running out of opportunities right at, you know you just I know people say that um you know, ultra runners, you, you can run long, you know, but Western States is getting really competitive. I mean, when you get to 40, you don't see a ton of people in their forties competing in the top 10, or I don't think in the modern day era, we will, I mean, maybe in the early forties, you know, and there's always exceptions, right. There's always outliers, but I think now I'm just starting to get to the point where I'm just kind of recognizing, um, you know, I'll do this, I'll, I'll keep running, but I want to be very cognizant that, you know, I might, I might be nearing the end of my ability to compete at a high level. So I might as well give it my all. So there's an element to that, that makes me really conscientious of like, just taking in the moments. Right. Yeah. And I guess, speaking of that, like all the women that placed top 10 at States last year, were they all in their twenties and then maybe a couple in their thirties? I, yeah, I'd have to look back. I don't know, but it seems like it's getting a lot younger. I yeah. mean, yeah, like even like in the men's field too, it's like if you're not in your 20s, like these guys and like and women too are just extremely fast. Like everyone's yeah. running these fast marathon times and they can like kind of put that into a hundred. It's yeah. wild to see how fast it is. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, and there's some definite, like very strong women in their forties competing. I mean, Camille, Devin, they're, I, you know, they're 40 and they're crushing and I mean, they're amazing, but I, I'm just trying to, um, admit that I'm definitely mortal. And so I, um, I'm just trying to soak it in at this point. Right. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm proud that I've been able to sustain and stick around for as long as I have. And so I just want to be grateful for, for the time. Yeah, you've definitely had a solid running career and it's definitely not anywhere near its end, in my opinion. Um, well, thanks, but, like, <laughs> but you've been able to balance like a full-time job that's required, I don't know how much right now, but like, at least in the past, a lot of travel and you're just always busy doing things and then being able to run as well. And like, you kind of fly under the radar as far as like social media and stuff goes. You can just go out and you crush something like Javelina and, and Bandera and it, it, it's cool to see. No, thanks. I, I mean... For me, I just, we've talked about this a lot, but I just, I really enjoy being busy and kind of being more rounded, like well-rounded, right? Like I I love to run, but I don't love it to the extent that I want it to be like my end-all be-all. So like I I wouldn't do well if I was just focused on running. I, I'm so grateful to have like a job to focus on. I would have too much nervous energy about racing all the time. I'm, I'm so impressed by the people that, um, you know, compete and do it full time. I, I just don't think I would, I don't think I'd be good. I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. I think that's the cool thing about running though, is like, I don't know, you can be successful with different personalities. Like if somebody just yeah. runs all day and like, that's all they do. And that's their full-time job. They just running coach or something like that's cool. But you can also have that balance there of having, like having a family and working and running too like it doesn't have to be either or yeah no for sure and I mean certainly I live with Zach who's more focused on like uh you know all in and running and so it's fun to watch him do that and um I just we're we're different in that and I I like having like the different outlets of things um so but yeah, I, I get a lot of um, intel when I hear him on coaching calls in the other room when I'm like, you know, sitting here working. So I feel like I do hear a lot about running um, all day. Maybe I'm just picking it up through the walls. You're kind of absorbing it, right? Like, you're, not, like, <laughs> exactly. you're passively absorbing all this information from Zach. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. I'm just like learning all of the information and just um, subconsciously taking it in. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. So then I'm, I'm assuming you're taking a little bit of time off after Bandera, right? I guess that's a week ago. Yeah, now, but... yeah I'm just going to kind of lay low for this week, probably just start training again next week, just kind of low key. I feel really good. Um, I've just been uh, in the mornings taking walks with our um, high energy pup mini who can't have a rest day. So um, we've been getting out there and doing just, you know, like a good solid walk every morning. But I think that's like another aspect that's really different for me than when I was younger. Like I used to feel like obligated to get right back to it. Right. Like I wanted to be running like as soon as possible. Now I kind of relish the rest days. Like I'm very much okay with days after races, just like being kind of like very chill and not you know, not feeling like I need to get back to running. Um, I also think I do a lot more cross training, which is interesting. Like I'm less focused on, oh, I need to get in my huge long runs on back-to-back 
you know, weekends and Saturday, Sunday, like some Saturdays and Sundays, I, you know, just don't, I just don't have the same volume, I think. Um, and I just spend more time doing kind of other things like, um, I'll go on the elliptical at the gym or I'll rollerblade. And that for me just is more interesting right now. Um, I still run a lot, but just having that other alternative forms of movement, I think have served me well. So does taking time off after an event and then focusing a little bit on cross training, does that also like amplify your love for running? I think so for me, like, I think it just makes it more balanced. Maybe like, I just feel less um, compulsive about like mileage goals, right? Like I, I'm less focused on that and more just focused on getting in like movement. And a lot of like my movement of the day is just because I sit so much on the computer all day. I just like, can't wait to get up and just be kind of exercising or moving so that it kind of counteracts all the sitting. Yeah, that's something like personally I've noticed a lot more recently because I've had a few pretty busy days and then I try to go out and run after and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is super hard. And yeah. and it makes me really like appreciate or respect people that work full-time jobs as far as like a like a nine to five, for example. Then they put in massive weeks as well because it's hard to get motivated in the evening to go run. Like you're tired, you've been working all day and you just kind of want to like maybe go hang out yeah. with your friends or family and eat food. But instead it's like, I got to go do 10 or 15 miles. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do most of my training in the morning now. Like I get up really early and run. And then um, oftentimes if I'm going to run, I just have like a shorter afternoon run or I go to the gym and maybe do the elliptical instead. Um, but yeah, I find it hard to do like long runs in the evening. I, I think that's just, especially in the winter when it's cold and, um, dark. Yeah. I'm sure your Austin winters are pretty brutal. I know I I shouldn't (laughs) say that. I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing. I think it's going to be 80 here today. So probably shouldn't, um, cry for me, um, in texas now i complain too here in tucson i'm like oh it's so cold and it's like 55 degrees it's really not that bad (laughs) yeah it's like we're pretty lucky um we were actually in the midwest for christmas and we went basically during the polar vortex and oh my gosh it was like negative 47 degree wind chill um and that was something i will commit to hopefully never living in that in that region ever again in my life i remember seeing those photos and videos on instagram of you and zach and i was just like that that just looks awful like i can't even imagine running temperatures like that it it was it was like another level of cold and the odd thing is we both grew up there but i don't remember it ever being that cold I, i don't know i mean i it just was so remarkably cold that one week that we were there. And then I think it's been relatively mild the rest of the winter, but I guess we just, we needed to um, get in some cold winter running. Yeah. I guess it makes you tougher, but, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's challenging for sure. Do you guys not think about like treadmill runs? Cause personally, like when the weather's pretty poor, I just tend to treadmill mm-hmm. run simply because it's a more efficient workout and I can get things done sooner, mm-hmm. but is that not, that didn't happen for you guys? Yeah, we actually did do some treadmill running when we were out there. So that was part of it. So it it wasn't too bad. Um, But we had to do some runs outside just because where we were, um, I think it was like, we didn't have access to a gym like that day. 
So it, it just worked out. But yeah, we definitely were on the treadmills for part of our time there. I just thought it was odd that it worked out that we were there during like the peak of the cold days. And then it like warmed up to like 50 by the end of the week, right? It was like one of those moments where it's like, how did we time that so badly? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it happens though, right? Yeah, it was cold in Texas, I think too. So, I mean, it wasn't right. like it was, yeah, just super limited to the Midwest. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So now then you have what, five-ish months until states. So like, are you just going to kind of lay low? Or are you going to race in between then? Or kind of what's your plan? Um, I need to get a plan, but I don't have <laughs> one yet. I'll probably do some races. Um, they'll probably be local, though. I don't think I'll do a ton of big races before Western and just really concentrate on building up well. Um, and I, I can't believe I'm doing Western States again. So I feel like so many memories there of you, um, too. I I'll never forget like running up Michigan bluff with you um, and the camera, that one hot, like it was such a hot year. I remember. I feel like it's hot every year, but <laughs> it's yeah. Yes, that's true. There's some though that just feel warmer. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's because you're running in a polar vortex sometimes and that makes it feel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. Yeah. Cause was that the last time you ran States was when we did that film with ultra like, what was that? three or four uh, years ago now? No. So, well, so I ran in 2019. The only year I haven't run in the last. So I first qualified in 2014 through Rocky Raccoon, but I didn't run that year because I had an injury. So I was a, did not, I didn't start. I ran in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 was the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. 2021, I dropped out. Okay. So I didn't finish. And then now I took 2022 off. That was the only year I wasn't there. And then now I'm back. Cool. So yeah, just showing my age. <laughs> well, I think you're showing your consistency there though, because that's a lot of times around states, like most people are happy to get in once or twice and you ran it that many times. And it's not like you're just getting in through like, not, not to like dog on getting into the lottery, but like you're getting in yeah. through, through winning. And that's, that's pretty cool to see. No, thanks. I mean, I, I really like the golden ticket races. So that helps too. like those courses are some of my favorites in the U S. So, um, I love Havelina. I love black Canyon. I love Bandera. So it kind of works out. Yeah, speaking of that, like a lot of the golden ticket races are just awesome because it's like obviously yeah. I'm biased towards the Arizona races with Black Canyon and Havelina because they're just yeah. really cool events in my opinion. They're really well run and they're always super competitive. But going out to Bandera, I'm like, that's a really cool race. And then like what else we have? Canyons is a super fun one and that's cool. Yeah, that as part of the states course as well. Yeah, no, that's a good course for sure. I had a rough, I ran this last year and had a really rough day, but I'd love to go back and do that one again because I agree, it's a great course. Yeah, and what are the other ones now? We have um, Thailand, right? Like UTMB Thailand? Yeah, and then um, isn't it UTMB? And oh, yeah. Is it is Madeira one now? Ooh, I, I don't know. know. I don't, oh, Tarawera is. Oh, is yeah, it? yeah, Tarawera is, so yeah. I, I, I love Tarawera. I've run that. I've run UTMB. So now I guess the only one I need to do is UTMB Thailand. I've never done that race, so. From what I hear, like, I was supposed to go with Shara, but, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to go because of a, a COVID issue with my uh-huh. pastor or whatever. It was stupid. But like, um, that course seems like really technical and just like a lot of vert, which is yeah. interesting because a lot of these other golden ticket races are not that way. Minus UTMB, obviously, but like, like Bandera's like, it's relatively flat. Yeah. Havelina's flat. Canyons has some vert. Black Canyon's all runnable. But then you have Thailand and it's just like hot, humid, up and down, yeah. really technical. Maybe I'll try and do that one this year. <laughs> it honestly looks really fun. Like, um, yeah. I've seen all the, like the media from out there. Like, I kind of want to go and it just looks interesting. Yeah. Me too. I thought it looked interesting too. I always try and do uh, an international race every year just because it's like a cool way to see the world. Totally. And like Thailand's in like December or something, right? Too. So oh. like, or is it is it December? Or it might, I think it was right around the same time as it's Cape Town. TCT. Yeah. So it's got to be right around like November, December. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool way to wrap up the year too. Like have a good international yeah. trip, go to Thailand and such a good group of people that always go out. So, and it's competitive. Yeah. Event, so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sign us up, Derek. <laughs> Maybe we can get UTMB to fly us out there for free and we'll shoot a video or something. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Cool. Um, well, Nicole's getting close to to wrapping up, but um excited to see you at States. Like I think you're gonna have a great race and um see how that all plays out for you. Thanks, Derek. No, I'm just excited to be there. So figure might as well um keep keep going while I'm still able. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You and Zach need to come out to Tucson sometime and run. Like, we oh, we'd love Arizona that. Age. Yes. Yes, we'd love to get back. Um, we never spent enough time in Tucson and we've never been up Mount Lemon. Oh, you guys got to come. Like, yeah. The running on Lemon's incredible, especially in the summer because it's, it's still warm, but it's not like deathly hot, like in the valley. Yeah. And there's tons of like rivers and like little creeks up there to like jump into while running to get cooled off. And then like, it, it's a rad spot. Like it's one of my favorite places in the world. We need to, we definitely need to get out there. That's something that we never did. And I regret when we lived out there and we have to visit you. So yeah, exactly. And I got to visit you guys out in Texas because I had a great time in Texas. That was awesome. Yes. You, you know where to find us. Please come back. (laughs) Do you guys have um, many trails in Austin or do you have to travel out? I actually lead a trail group here um, for for running and yeah we have some we have good trails i mean it's probably not quite to the level of phoenix right it's but we do have we definitely have trails kind of around the city um there's a whole green belt system that's pretty good that's pretty um extensive and then a lot of just other little local trails so you know compared to some big cities it's actually pretty good I guess speaking of that, then what's the the trail scene like there in Austin? Because I you mentioned before we started recording that I'd been there one time, but I don't really know anything about the running scene in Austin. Yeah, I mean Austin's a huge running, a, a huge destination for running, right? Like running's huge in fitness, um, and so a lot of trail runners here and all over Texas. So there's a pretty big scene here. Um, yeah, I. I love it. We, I definitely have a lot of friends, um, that are trail running and then there's a lot of good road running groups. So I run as part of team rogue and, um, I coach the trail team. So that's been fun to just have a lot of new friends through, through that group. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Nicole. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
Um, I guess I'll see you at States and hopefully before then, yeah. hopefully get to see you and Zach. Yes, that would be awesome. No, thank you for having me, Derek. This was great. Yeah, and congrats again on getting that golden ticket. Thank you. I'm over the moon. <laughs> I bet. All right, Nicole, we'll, we'll talk okay. soon. Okay, take care. All right, we'll see you.